0: Welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast. In this podcast, I have James Install from the Geek to Me Radio. We talk about podcasting and how you start and things like that in general. And we just talk about the hobbies that we're into. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. hey everyone this is Amos for just being Amos podcast I have a special guest with me I have james install from geek to me radio podcast I'm saying that all right James that is correct yes sir all right cool 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 now guys I want y'all to listen to this right here now I follow james on instagram right and I think it was three years ago James that I saw you at Dragon con for the first time I said yo man ain't you um from geek to me radio and you was over in Dragon Con getting autographs from Mark Bagley at the time.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. So I was like, "Wow, I know this guy, man." And so, and you got the autograph from Mark, and I think that was the year Stan Lee was there. It was, yeah. And that, and um, I said, "Yo," you say, "Can I get an autograph from Mark?" I said, "Yeah, sure, why not?" I said, "Mark, this is Jane from so and so. You know, he's a cool guy, man, and stuff like that." So, have you ever wanted to have an interview with him? I think you wanted Begley, to...
1: absolutely. He is my favorite, hands down, no hold barred. Mark Begley is my favorite Spider-Man artist. Really? Absolutely.
0: Nah, he's alright. <laughs> <laughs> Just alright? Come on. Yeah, he's alright, man. He's he's okay. <laughs> nah, man, he's who's your, who's, who's your favorite then? He's he's one of my favorites, man. I mean, I, I'm I kind of try to be biased because I've known this guy for damn 19 years almost. Mm. So, I can't be too biased, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I get it. I get
0: it. Yes. You gotta play it cool. You gotta play cool, man. So, man, by the way, here, I mean, I watch his grandkids. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. He has grandkids? Yeah.
0: <laughs> he
1: not look old enough. See, I, I don't know people's age, too. I don't know, like, obviously, Stan Lee just passed, so everyone's aware of how old he was. But Mark Begley, I think, oh, probably in his 50s. Yeah. He's grandkids, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, man, you know, he's he's a, he's a pops, man. They, they love him.
1: Wow.
0: They love that um guy who draws Spider-Man. <laughs>
1: That's got to be cool, your granddad. Who's your granddad? Oh, he draws Spider-Man. That's got to be so cool as a grandson to say.
0: Yo, it is, man. But the crazy part is, man, is that I didn't know he did Spider-Man. Um, I didn't know he was living in the area that I lived in at the time, you know, because I was friends with his um, niece. And one day, I, I think I tell this story every time. Um, she said, Amos. You love, you like read comic books, right? I said, yeah, I read comics. Well, my uncle, he draws Spider-Man for a living. I said, you're lying. And that's what I told her. You're lying. (laughs) (laughs) You're lying. So one day, she invited me to a family function. And this little short guy, (laughs) he's short, short guy, said, yeah, my name is Mar Bagley. And and, man, my mouth dropped on the floor, dude. Uh, I'll bet. And he said, yeah, I do. I was Spider-Man. You read comics? I said, Yeah. I, yeah, and so I went into his house, man, in the studio, and everything. I'm like, wow, dude, I'm I'm a kid again. And you know, ever since that day, since that was in 2001, I believe. And ever since that day, man, we've been I've been friends with him and his family and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's great, man. I mean, you know, he's one of the greatest um, artists out there. You know, all, probably all the time. to Be honest with you, my opinion. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's got he's got such such. I, I don't know what is it is. is, he's been very clean lines, I guess, the best way. It's very sharp and clean, and uh, it, it's a lot of people like him. And Ron Lim is another one of my favorite artists. Uh, very just sharp, clean lines. Very, uh, I don't know, just polished.
0: Yeah, art. yeah, I, I, to- I love it. Yeah, I totally agree on that. It, it's polished. So yeah, so that's the last time I've seen you. And I, I think you recently left a convention this past weekend. Was it GalaxyCon?
1: GalaxyCon Louisville. I just got back yesterday. Yes, sir.
0: So how was that?
1: Not bad. Um, I, I feel like I go to these and I, there's, I'm there's i split in two. Part of me wants to be a fan and just enjoy the stuff and, you know, hang out. And I want to, like, look at the vendors and I want to go to the panels. But half of me is like, you're here to work. You need to hustle and get interviews and try to get some stuff, content for your show. So I'm always kind of like that uh, of two minds when I go to these conventions. But right, it went really well. I got to talk to a lot of people. I got some really nice interviews. Um, the the GalaxyCon very graciously allowed me to host their GI Joe panel. So very surreal. Really? I'm sitting up on stage. Arthur Bergheart, the voice of Destro, Michael Bell, the voice of Major Blood, and Keone Young, the voice of Storm Shadow ten-year-old kid in me was doing backflips the whole time. I'm trying to keep it together while I'm talking to these three guys, hosting their panel. It was crazy.
0: Wow, that's amazing, dude. That's really amazing. Yeah. Mike Bell, though, Mike Bell has always done stuff for Hasbro. I think he also was on Transformers, right?
1: He was the voice of Prowl. That's right. I think he voiced one of the Insecticons. I can't remember which one, but I think he also did Scrapper from the Construction. right? Yeah, usually he does like any any cartoon show. He does like four of the voices because like for GI Joe, I always thought of him as Duke. But then imagine how my mind was blown when I find out he voiced Major Blood. He voiced Zaymont of the Crimson Twins, and oh. it's it's crazy.
0: Wow, that's amazing, dude. I, I, that's damn. I wish I was there.
1: <laughs> They're doing another one, evidently, because uh, I was talking to Arthur Berghardt, who I will say is a treasure. The man was just wonderful. Uh, voice Destro, also I, uh, voiced Iceberg in the series, but he was telling me he said they're doing GalaxyCon Richmond, which I did last year in June. They're moving it up to March, and I think he said he's going to be there uh, along with at least four other voice actors. He thinks Morgan Lofting, who voiced the Baroness, might be there. Oh. Uh, possibly Bill Ratner, who voiced Flint, who I've actually had on my show before, uh, and uh, three or four others, so it might be a very large G.I. Joe presence. so if you're going to do a convention next year, you might want to mark GalaxyCon richmond on your list
0: that's virginia right yes sir that's not too far from georgia yeah
1: not too bad
0: not too bad here i went to baltimore comic con this october it's not too bad that's how where... was
1: that i saw that i saw the lineup and it had a lot of great people i wanted to see how was that
0: dude it was so amazing it was fantastic i really enjoyed it man i was there for other reasons because this is a person i wanted to see for a book that i was thinking mm-hmm. about doing and also, it was the lineup that had it had Neil Adams there, Clayton Crane, that had um, um, Howard Mackey was there. Oh yeah, no way! Yeah, he was. That was, my, that was my first time ever meeting Howard Mackey there. He was there. Um, it was. It the lineup was heavy. It was really heavy. Huh. And oh, Tara Strong was there. <laughs> yes. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was there. And the guy who voiced Beast Boy, I um, can't Great think of stripes. his. Right, he was there. So, yeah, man, it was a nice, nice convention for me. I drove 12 hours, though. I mean, I didn't go by myself. I had two other friends with me, and it was it was pretty good, man. I really enjoyed it. I think I'll go again, but I would we'd be flying this time around. <laughs> <laughs> you a long trip. That's half a day in the car. Yes, it is, dude, because I left at 6 o'clock that evening on Thursday evening. We got there Friday morning. Sheesh. Yo, man, it was burning the damn road up, dude. It was. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, dude, I'm not. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. Let's just say that. <laughs> you and me both. You <laughs> and me both. Yeah. So yeah, the reason I want go on this podcast, man, because I'm very interested, interesting, instrument. Interest, oh, I can't even talk right now. I want to know how did you get? I know you say it's part of a radio station, right?
1: Right. Yeah. We we well, I was until very recently. So we uh we broadcast a show, a weekly radio show on Sundays at uh, 1 p.m. Central, so that's, I always tell people, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, because nobody cares about the flyover country. They want the East and West Coast. That's true. Um, But, and then it goes up online as a podcast. Well, uh, so, long story very short, a Catholic radio station bought the radio station I was on and kicked all the shows off the air. They're just doing Catholic praise, worship talk, all everything like that. So I'm talking to two other radio stations now about trying to get my show back on the air because I'm a radio guy. I... mm, Grew up doing radio, so I kind of want to have the radio show. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's that's where I am right now. I'm in between radio stations.
0: Oh man, but well, I think you do an excellent job doing podcasting, though, dude.
1: That's very kind of you. Thank you. Yeah, I did. I try to just keep the same format because I've been off off the air for a month now. So I've been, been trying to keep the same format. I have commercial breaks built in, so that way if I ever do get on a couple of these radio stations, I'm talking to. I already have, like, six shows built in where I can just say, okay, these are what we're going to air until I start rounding out and I kind of kick back and book other guests and look for sponsors and stuff.
0: Okay, okay. See, I, I don't have a background in radio and stuff like that, and I, I just started the podcast because, you know, I really enjoy the things that I enjoy, you know, as yeah. far as comic books, movies, anime, video games, and I don't want to write, I don't want to do any blogging. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I get you. Yeah, so I think this platform is way better for me to use than that. And, you know, everybody podcasts do this and that, but it's so much out there. It's so much content. You have a choice of every damn thing, honestly. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and it would ever appeal to the person who's listening to it. But I just, like I said, I recently listened to your Ed Eisner. Yeah. Man, that was a that was a good uh, episode, man. The man's
1: fantastic. He's <laughs> he just turned ninety last week, and he's every bit as he's very sharp for a ninety year old. I hope I'm half as sharp as he is when I'm ninety. But yep. he's just this sweet, cantankerous man, just like the characters he plays on Up and in uh, in Mary Tyler Moore. He's brilliant.
0: Yeah, I really yeah. And then the granny goodness you said, dude. And and I have I've noticed. I think you and I have the same taste in cartoons. I'm a big, big Justice League fan, man. I love Batman. Oh, By the way, I actually met Kevin Conroy Conroy for the first time this last year. Was it last year? No, it was this year. I'm sorry. It was this year. And, man, and when he stood up on the table (laughs) and said the thing he said that Batman says in the cartoon – Man, everybody was cheering. I mean, the line was so damn long, and I was so grateful that I was in the front. Yeah, yeah. So he was—he's a, a class act, man.
1: He really is. He's a—he's a, a, in that in that vein of Adam West. He is a true gentleman, and he appreciates the fans, and he loves that he's this iconic Batman character, much like Adam West before him.
0: Right. I totally agree with you on that, man. Because, be be honest with you, he's my Batman. I mean, I like watching the Batman on the movies and stuff like that. Christian Bale and then Michael Keaton did all these things and stuff like that. But, yo, but he's the Batman. He played Batman for so long as a, as the character. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. And so many different incarnations, the video games, the comic books, the movies. I mean, uh, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm I
0: saw when I was in high school. Yeah, so, so he did so much for the character, man. And so every time I'm reading the Batman book or Detective Comics... I think of the voice, his voice, Maureen. Yeah, you you
1: you can't not think of his voice when you read the comics. No, you it, can't. It's,
0: it's perfect. You cannot, man. So you looking now? You looking for um two you know, radio station now? So I see you that you had, had like a hundred and sixty episodes, I guess. Yeah,
1: because I was putting them out. I started uh, with the radio station. I started in August of two thousand sixteen. And I'm on the air, so I have to turn out a show once a week. And there were some times where it's like, oh, I've got, you know, my my sister's birthday or it's, my, it's, it's Mother's Day weekend. So I would just play the show from the previous week. So I didn't get every week, but that was kind of – it's great because it kept me on track. I know I have to turn out a show every Sunday. I've got to have content. So it kept me motivated and kept me going. That's that's the only reason I've got that many episodes
0: because I am by nature a slacker. And it <laughs> would never have happened otherwise. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm somewhat of a slacker too. But but my approach is like this now. I started a podcast back in 2016. I think the same time you started yours. Really? Yeah. 2016. Yeah. And when I started, I mean, I'm new to this thing. I didn't know what, what to do. And it was hard for me to get guests. Cause you know, at first you're not going to get many guests. It's just going to be yourself and your friends and things of that right. nature. But as time went on, and I you know I go to these conventions and stuff like that, and it was pretty cool to have Marn Bagley on like my third episode. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> my gosh, that's huge. But you know that was good and all. But I just couldn't rely on that, so I had to kept going. Ask my friend, do they want to be part of this and that? And I actually go to these conventions. I didn't have the tools for it. Mm-hmm. So I usually use my phone, and yeah. that's the quickest way to get a podcast done at that moment. Yeah, absolutely. So right now I'm this is 2019 because I slacked off in 2017. No, no, I'm gonna take that back. I slacked off in 2018. I wasn't really putting nothing out. So I, <laughs> be honest, I put out two episodes in 2018. Okay. And this is, and now I'm at episode 81 now. So I could imagine if I was not a slacker, <laughs> I could have been had hundred some odd right now. But you know, all things considered, life also plays a part in a lot of things. So you can't do a podcast this week; something happened. Absolutely. You know? But now I'm at a point now that I've I do like two episodes each week now.
1: So you're gonna
0: catch up with me pretty quick, then, is what you're saying. Oh yeah, my yeah, this it's the races, baby. It's the races.
1: <laughs> Challenge accepted, sir. Hey,
0: you know what? I mean? I'm trying to strive <laughs> for the best, baby, the best. But no, I mean, like I said, I I like the way you set up your podcast, and you and like you said, you have someone doing it, the stuff behind the scenes, and I'm like I'm saying, I'm still learning how to do this. Mm-hmm. And, You know, this is not a you, you got to do it on your own. No one else would do it for you. Yeah, yeah, it's she, just
1: like writing or anything else. If you're if you're a person who writes, because uh, I'm friends with a lot of writers on Twitter and everything like that, and it's, it's no matter what you're doing, as long as you're putting something out there, anything you put out there, even if it's bad, is better than a day of not doing anything. So I wholly agree with that.
0: Yeah, it really is. It really is. So I want another question I want to know, man. I mean, as far as your booking goes, you say you have a pro- uh, producer that does all the tech stuff. How do you um, go about doing the booking for your guests?
1: So, the way I get my larger guests is kind of a two-fold process. One, like I just we just talked about, I went to Louisville Galaxy Con. Right. And there's a lot of celebrities there. Um, some of them, no matter if you have a radio station behind you or not, just sort of like, nope, not doing press, and that's great. Um, but then there are a lot of people there who want to promote their there because they want to promote a new product or a project on which they're working. Um, so, you just go up to them and say, Hi. Uh, I've got a business card that I have. I say my name is James Ensom with Geek Me Radio. I do a live radio show based out of St. Louis. We'd love to talk to you about anything you've got going on right now. If you just have five minutes to spare, ninety percent of the time they'll be like, "Yeah, sure." The ten percent of the time they're like, "I'm not like we we approached Christy Swanson, the original Buffy the Vampire uh, Slayer, right?" And asked her. She said, "She said, thank you very much. I don't have any projects to promote right now." I will keep your card, and if it's okay, I'll have my publicist reach out. I've got a couple of projects coming out in March. Perfect. No problem. Thanks very much for your time. Very nice to meet you. Uh, But then there's some like Brian O'Halloran from Clerks and uh, Mallrats and everything. He was there. He's like, absolutely, let's talk. Um, Chris Sullivan from This Is Us. Right. He's got a movie coming out that he's actually writing and producing. He said, absolutely, let's talk. So I got probably just on Sunday... Five or six interviews right there and then. They're five to seven minutes. We talked to Aaron, uh, I'm sorry, the character of Aaron, <laughs> the actor is Ross Marquand from Walking Dead, gave us a five to seven minute interview because he wanted to promote the the show he's doing and some of the other voiceover work he's doing. Um, but other than that, it's just a matter of me being persistent, reaching out to people's public system managers saying, hey, I'm a huge fan. I knew Ed Asner's, for example, 90th birthday was coming up. I'm a huge fan. My dad sat me down. We watched Mary Tyler Moore together. I
0: remember you saying life. that on your podcast. I I, re- yeah. I, I was, I listening to, it to the, I was listening today about listening to it. and I'm like, damn, I remember him playing on Mary Tyler Moore. I didn't watch of it that much of it, but you know, I flipped channels, I, I channel surf, and you know, a couple episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I just remember him in the Boondocks.
1: That's right. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Of course. He was the boombox. He was the granddad of the, the <laughs> Samuel right. Jackson. Was his neck and played the, um, <laughs> the niece, the, not the niece, but the um the nephew. I'm sorry, yeah, nephew. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah, I remember that. He met Pops. Um, John Witherspoon did the voice acting. R.I.P. Rest his soul. Uh, I, I know. I was so sad when John Witherspoon died. Yeah, I could not believe man, it. Pops. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, I remember. He, Eisner was in that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, the, the credits on his IMDb page are insane, all the stuff he's done.
0: Yeah, it really is, man. So that's how you get your guests. I mean, I think my approach is similar to your approach sometimes when I'm trying to get guests on my podcast. You know, I actually got Fabian. Neesha, I'm saying it right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I actually had I interviewed him weeks ago. I still have it. I haven't put it out yet because I'm waiting to do something with Bagley because they both did Thunderbolts the Boats and New Warriors together. Right. So I'm gonna have to edit it and do stuff like that and put it together. But it's coming out pretty soon. Um, but that's the way I do. I mean, I go to these conventions and I try to set up um interviews and stuff of that nature, you know. And I haven't. I haven't got to the point yet to, like, approach like people like, like you say, Tara Strong. I really love to have her on my podcast, you know, yeah. <laughs> things That'd of that. Great. Yeah, so I know that there are very busy people. And they'll probably be asked millions of times about if they want to do this. Podcast or do this interview, and just just imagine one day if I ever see The Rock or somebody like that, I'll I have to do one right on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, Mr. Johnson. Well, let's talk right yeah, here. You're right here. I take the phone out right now. <laughs> Give me about just five minutes. that's it and
1: most celebrities are so cool. Like a lot of them, I, I find a lot of them are willing to do it. It's their handlers or publicists who crack down a lot. Because I actually was at Denver Comic Con two years ago. And uh, the, I can't remember his, the actor's name, the kid who plays Dustin in Stranger Things. Oh, I know you're talking there. about
0: yeah, yeah, I know. And I went
1: to him and I said, Hi, we do a live radio show, I'd love to talk to you about Stranger Things. And he took my card and he's like, Oh, and his handler stepped forward and said, uh, he's not doing any interviews and he kinda of looked at me with these big eyes and kinda of shrugged his shoulders and mouth, I'm sorry. I'm
0: like, I'm Oh yeah. about so, guess,
1: so a lot of times the celebrities are willing to do them, but the handlers or agents are cracking down and saying, Nope.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. And I, you know, I also, I found a way through social media to get in contact with people.
1: Oh yeah. If you follow some people and they follow you back, that's, that's another great way to do it too. If you, if you're putting out things, if you're positive on social media and you don't negative or you're not knocking stuff, people will follow you back. And then you can just DM them and say, Hey, love to have you on the show sometime. They'll either respond to you or they won't, but uh, at least that's a a quick way to get through to them.
0: Yeah. I I found that out. And cause actually I met Rob Guillory, you know, Creative farm hand artist, mm-hmm. for you and I uh, actually Tom sent him an email and he actually emailed me back. So I'm waiting for that to happen next month. So I, nice. Yeah. So I love his work, man. I oh love yeah, him. absolutely. I love it. So and I, another thing I want to ask you, dude. I love. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to ask you. I'm not making a comment on this. I love your 15 seconds comment, comment book review, dude. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, it's so funny to me. <laughs> it is well, so funny
1: very nice of you to say that started out because Instagram only gave you back in the day 15 seconds for a video yeah so I had to blow it out as quickly as I could so and then they literally like I think a month after I started doing that they expanded the limit. I'm like well that ruins the whole bit now doesn't it so I just kept it going anyway
0: yeah i like dude this is great man <laughs> well
1: thank you I appreciate that it's very kind of you to say
0: yeah so because I you, cause I know you like Spider-Man what other comic books that you read
1: I'm. I, I will cop to the fact that I'm mostly a Marvel and DC guy. I I read Independence here and there. Like I just picked up. Uh, David Desmelch and has Count Crowley, Reluctant Midnight. Monster oh,
0: hunter. that's right. That's and, right.
1: And uh, we, we had him on the show to talk about that and to talk about uh, an upcoming movie he's got out in a series on Hulu. But uh, I, that's been a great series. Um, I occasionally pick up just the oddball thing from Dark Horse or something like that, or Image will put something out that I'll I'll try. But I am primarily uh, a Marvel and DC guy when it comes to comic books. So I love Batman. Huge Batman fan. Always have been. Um, I like uh, right now uh, Marvel's not impressing me. I love Immortal Hulk and I love Daredevil. But that's uh, really all I'm kind of reading. I'm giving the new X-Books a try from Marvel. But
0: Yeah, Jonathan Hitman, dude. You really got to read into that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You really do. He's a great guy, too, man. i met him a couple of times. Oh, cool. Yeah. But, yeah, um, X-Men, I'm trying to read into that. I'm still reading Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, Nick Spencer is something. I thought he was not going to do a great job at it. He's doing an okay job. He's he's not like Dan Slott, you know. Right, Dan Slott knocked it out the ballpark. But Nick Spencer is not doing a bad job because I think, for me, when I read Nick Spencer's Secret of Empire, oh my goodness. That was crazy. Oh, that was god awful. I'm sorry. That's my opinion. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> that, that was good. It was awful, man. And I was I had reservations about him taking over so I'm, Amazing Spider Man. I'm like, okay, i give it a shot. So I'm sticking with it. So, and but lately I have been going back, getting older issues back in the 100s, man. So I'm trying to fill out my Amazing Spider Man. It's gonna be a mission to accomplish. It's gonna be something else, man. But that's me, man. I read the indie stuff. Um, whatever appeals to me. If it's a good story, if the art is okay, is I read the story. If the art is excellent. More. That's better. Even better.
1: Definitely.
0: But yeah, I'm I'm reading indie stuff. Marvel. I'm I'm getting away from DC a little bit. I'm only reading Batman for DC. Now, see what, what what's causing you? Cause I'm curious because I've seen a lot
1: of people on Twitter lately talking about how they're kind of starting to uh, just go off of DC. What is it about it that's kind of pushing you away? Just out of curiosity.
0: Uh, I don't. Uh, I how can I point it this way. It's just that right now, man, it's nothing that appealing to me. And I'm always been a Marvel guy. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I read I read DC also because I'm reading Batman, The Green Lantern. This was the time when Jeff Johns was doing a lot of the writing. Yeah, and I was enjoying reading some of the DC stuff but now I'm trying to read some of the DC stuff it's just not appealed to me at all and I'm telling you the Batman stuff that Tom King has been writing <laughs> been writing it's okay but it's not the best
1: no I, I would agree it's not I'm the not, best' I haven't been thrilled with the Batman title lately but I'm, I'm I'm a Batman diehard so
0: I gotta stick with it yeah, it's not the best and I think none of the other issue other books appeal to me. It just don't. And I'm I'm getting to the point now, and this is just my opinion, I'm getting to the point now that I'm getting more enjoyment out of reading the indie stuff. Because I'm going to tell you the reason why. Because Marvel and DC, you got these established characters, right? You're going to do so much with those characters, right? Yeah. And now you got some of the indie stuff from Image, um, Scout Comics, Aftershock, and some more stuff. And you got something fresh and new, but sometimes it's not an ongoing series. They do about six or seven, ten or twelve books, and they're done. And then you go to uh, um, another volume, and you know, and the aftershot has that that model of doing one to six issues and close that story out. Then maybe they might go back and do another volume of that. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah, so it's just that that mindset that I have right now as far as reading my comic books. And I'll be honest with you, James. I have boxes. Boxes, I mean boxes of books I have not read yet. Man, I'm telling you, man, shit. I got an omnibus <laughs> that I bought that I got from conventions for a good price. I have not cracked the damn books yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, I and mean, then it's all still in plastic. So with me podcasting me trying to read these books and just work in general i got a lot going on and like i said back to the dc thing i'm i'm just not feeling the stories at all i know yeah. they i know brian bendis is over there now doing what the lesions and his stuff with um what is it uh, what is it um what's the what's the imprint he got with dc now the new... um uh, uh, What is it? I can't think of it. Here, hold on now. Let me look it up. I'm, see. I've got my laptop. I'll look it up. <laughs> what is it? Because it's, it's dealing with Young Justice. Yeah. yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I know
1: exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's dealing with the Young Justice, and he's doing Legion of Superheroes now, I believe. So, those never ever in the books that I read. I never read those books. So, that's... Yeah, no, I,
1: I haven't done much like I said. I I've kind of fallen off the wagon lately as far as time book reading goes.
0: Yeah, you, you you're missing a lot, man. <laughs> you're missing a lot. It's it's some great stuff out there. And I always tell my um, friends and the people I talk to that in this particular medium, man, that you have these books, you got so much to choose from.
1: Sure, yeah, absolutely. You know, There's a lot out there. it's
0: a lot out there, man. If you know superheroes, great. If you know horror, great. If you're in know, the, I guess, um, science fiction, fantasy, they got all that. So that's and that's the thing now, and it's crazy because you have Hollywood now. They run out of ideas. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. This is what I see. They go to the books, the the comic books, man.
1: Yeah, no, there. There, it seems like Hollywood's always putting out reboots and everything, and uh, the comic book movie is whether people like them or not, or at least air quote original stories that we've got now.
0: Right, 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 and people say, "Oh, well, this thing would never last." And the, the superhero comic books, but you, people, you got to realize, it's just not superheroes. Come on, man, Road to Perdition, Perdition was a graphic novel. Exactly. Cole, yeah. um, I don't, what is that? Tommy Blonde. Was it a graphic novel?
1: Yeah, Even Good Omens on Amazon,
0: that's, that's a graphic novel. That's a graphic novel, right? <laughs> right. So come on, man. You know, it's just not superheroes anymore. But you know what? I digress. I don't want to get off my, my little soapbox. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> that's, just, that's another story within itself, man. So no kidding, yeah. if someone, um, the question is, if someone wanted to start out doing a podcast, or what well, you say, you've been in radios for years, mm. um, how do you think they would go about doing it? Because I did it a different way. I mean, you you did it a different way, too, in radio. So if someone wants to start the podcast, what should you tell them?
1: I would say make sure it's a topic you like. Uh, In fact, you might say it's a topic you love. I would do it for the joy because a lot of people, I think it's like anything else. If you're doing it, whether it's it's singing or acting or, you know, whatever it is, podcasting, and you're doing it because you want to be insta-famous, you want to get rich, You're doing it for the wrong reasons. I would think you have to love it. And um, even in my case, like when I'm doing interviews, there are some guests who I like at a con won't approach. I'll have one of my one of my friends will go with me to the con. Like I'll have a video guy or someone. They'll say, you should totally go talk to that guy. He was on this and this. I'm like, but I didn't see this and this. And it's going to sound very disingenuous if I'm interviewing him and saying, so that show you did. What was that like? Yes. so yes. it's, it's got to be something you, you can talk knowledgeably about and something you really love. That's Those, I think, would be the two key ingredients.
0: I totally agree with you on that. I really do. And, you know, you, like you said, you got to be knowledgeable and also do your research. Yes. At the same time, because you don't want to come off being a a, a a fool, an idiot, I guess, not knowing what you're talking about. You ask the wrong damn questions. <laughs> you right, like, what exactly. are you talking about? like. Well, he was in this. Oh, it's just like an example, like this guy was interviewing Samuel Jackson. He thought he was Lauren Fitchburn. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, that was years ago, man. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. I get, we, look, we all look alike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that famous picture of a guy handing
1: a Heath Ledger poster as Joker to jack nicholson
0: for him to sign jack nicholson's looking at the guy like are you kidding me oh my goodness man <laughs> oh my goodness and see that's what i'm talking about you got to be knowledgeable of the things and be honest with you when i'm doing my podcast it's something that like for instance i want to talk about something that i like and the person yeah. who's doing it i want to interview them and see why they did and do that in that nature but i understand what you said no doubt yeah
1: absolutely i think that that's key
0: all right. So for my audience, man, I usually do this, James. What are some of the things that people don't know about? It's like your guilty pleasure that you love to do, because <laughs> you and oh I are mo- mostly in the same thing. You know, I mean, we're in the same age bracket, so
1: yeah. Um, uh, I I will confess that I love chick flicks. Um,
0: hey Amen. You' dead to me.
1: <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I'll just go now. Thanks for your time. Have a great night. Yeah, You,
0: you um, did it to me. I'm just playing. <laughs> no,
1: like, uh, Miss Congeniality is one of my favorite movies. Uh, every Christmas, my wife and I watch Love Actually. Um, so, yeah, I'm, that's, that's one thing. Um, I'm a huge 80s, anything 80s, music, movies. Um, the toys from the 80s are favorites of mine. The Superpowers figures, the Bionic 6 collection. Uh, so I'm a huge, huge '80s junkie. Wow. Um, and I will say the original Twilight Zone episodes from the '60s, I have seen every single episode at least, at least ten times each. That was the but '60s. Yeah, was Sterling. Was, yeah, 19, six, 1959, I think, is when the first series aired, and it went through 1963 or four, if I'm not mistaken. But so the- no matter how many times I've seen them, I will sit down and watch. An entire episode if it's on TV and I come across, I'll just I know how this is gonna end, but I want to watch it.
0: Oh, it's in black and white. Yeah. That was in the fifty-nine to the sixties?
1: Yeah, fifty-nine through sixty-four, maybe sixty-three, but I think it may have gone to sixty-four if I'm not mistaken.
0: Wow. Well, okay. Huh. That's that's good to know. See guys, James is just like me except for the chick flicks. <laughs> <laughs> I love the 80s stuff, man. You know, one of my one of my guilty pleasures, if it's eighties stuff, is Flash Gordon, man.
1: Yeah! Oh, yeah!
0: I mean, I like the soundtrack, dude. The Queen soundtrack, you know. I and I like the '80s cartoon, the '80s toy line. And speaking of the '80s, man, I actually going back to get some of the books that Marvel did for the toy lines. They had come for licensing, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. yeah. So you know, they had the Star imprint. And I'm oh, yeah. I'm actually going back getting things like the visionaries. <laughs> um Inhumanoids, The Feathers of the Earth. I mean, I'm going back into the old comic books, dude. And I got that's my other pet project I got on the side. Yeah,
1: because I follow you on Instagram and I saw some pictures you posted, and there was I I don't remember which one it was, but I was like, I forgot this one had a toy a comic book line associated with it, because I know I've got sectars. Yes. And I know I've got visionaries. I've got the whole run of Thundercats, obviously G.I. Joe and Transformers, but there was one that you had that I was—I uh, didn't know they had a series for, but was it Aerators maybe?
0: Aerators, no, Animax, Animax. Animax,
1: that was it, yeah, 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 a- I didn't know they had a uh, comic book series, so I'm yeah. going to have to go back and find those.
0: So I had to go back on YouTube, or I had to go back online and read about them, man, because you know back in the 80s about toy placement. They had the they had the toy lines with the toy lines you got to have mythos you got to have a story right so what better way to do that was either a cartoon or a comic books and Animax did not live long at all it had four <laughs> four issues man Air Raiders had five issues I actually I actually got that out of got that from eBay like Air Raiders I'm like dude I mean the 80s man they had so many ideas some hit out the ballpark some didn't I mean you know Transforming GI Joe is the testament of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I think a lot more stuck than didn't stick uh, with the 80s stuff they put out there. Because even, even like I said, even though it wasn't aimed at my demographic, like the Care Bears comics and stuff like that, I still uh, I enjoy reading those.
0: Yeah, you're right. They're right. You know, you had that Care Bears, it's Rainbow Bright, Strawberry Shortcake. Yeah, all that stuff. But yeah, that's we eighties We are eighty kids, man. We are the 80s kids. You know, that's yeah, us. Absolutely. That's us, man. <laughs> So, James, I appreciate you being on here, dude. I really do. Oh, thanks for
1: having me. This is great. I, I'm glad, uh, very honored that you
0: asked. Yeah, man. No, I'm honored.
1: No I'm, no, I'm more honored.
0: No, 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 no. I'm honored, dude. Come on, <laughs> we're dude. We're both honored. We're, we're, both, we're honored. both honored. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, for, uh, for my audience, how can people catch all your good geekiness and on um, social media?
1: Yeah, uh, on social media, Twitter and Instagram is just at geek to me radio facebook.com slash geek to me radio and my website which is kind of being under construction my executive producer is doing a lot of work to try to get that looking nice Uh, but if you just go to geek to me radio.com all the social media links are there so if you want to subscribe to my youtube channel we put the shows up there so you can listen at work if it's easier for you guys to listen to my podcast at work on youtube but yeah i'd love to have uh love to have all your All your uh, subscribers and listeners follow
0: me. That'd be great. That's great, man. I appreciate that. And like I said, people, you can check me out at JustBeingAble.com. And all my social media is just Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And thanks again, James, for being on here.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. This is great. Good talking
0: to you. All right. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace. being in this.